0: I want to share with you a subject that's very popular these days. Do you believe in F- UFOs? How many believe in UFOs? Well, this is very common to hear the discussion of UFOs. Unidentified flying objects. It was July the 15th, 2019, the USS Omaha was off the coast of of San Diego, California. And supposedly they saw 14 UFOs. What were these phenomena that they experienced? Well, the United States intelligence has chimed in on the subject. Do you know that June the 25th they will appear before Congress to give a report about this subject, UFOs. And not only that, but we're going to look today at this subject, not unidentified flying objects, but unusual formations, yes, (laughs) overhead. And I want to share with you today as we look at three biblical responses to this subject. And I believe it's going to let you know what this means, what's at stake here, UFOs. Well, first of all, I want you to grab your Bible and uh, I want you to turn with me in the Bible to the book of Ezekiel. Turn to the book of Ezekiel, please. Ezekiel chapter 1, Ezekiel chapter 1, and we're going to look today at this subject title, UFOs, Unusual Figures Overhead. And here is a wonderful description in the Bible of a man who experienced an unusual figure overhead. And so stand with me please as we read the Word of God. And I'll develop as the Lord has placed this on my heart. Number one, what are these mysterious UFOs? Number two, we'll see clearly. Where is this subject UFOs heading? And then finally, what should our response be to this subject UFOs? In the book of Ezekiel, find it please, And we're going to begin reading in this chapter. Before we read, let me give you some preliminary introductory remarks concerning Ezekiel. Number one, he's both a prophet and a priest. You do realize that a priest had to be very disciplined and it eventually took a number of years to complete the preparation to be a priest. He had to know a variation of information concerning the worship Concerning finances, concerning the temple, concerning offerings, etc., etc., etc. Now, at the time of Ezekiel's writing, you're well aware of the fact that Ezekiel has been taken into captivity in Babylon, 605 BC, the southern kingdom taken into captivity, and Ezekiel was a part of that group, along with Daniel, I might add. Now, then, as we come to this first chapter of the book of Ezekiel, we'll find uh, Ezekiel sees an unusual figure overhead a UFO if you will and as we'll see no wonder Ezekiel was absolutely changed and he did exactly what God told him to do so we come to this text now whether Ezekiel was actually in this place or not is debatable I'll not go in there and split hairs over that discussion But I will mention this. According to Ezekiel chapter 1, there is a vision that is given to Ezekiel. I do not believe he was asleep when God gave him this. Rather, he was wide awake and some, again, speculate whether he was actually at the place where this took place or if, in fact, it was some vision indeed. Now, look at chapter 1, please, and verse 28 and 29. Well, really, the last verse 28. And... Ezekiel sees, I'll not take time to read the whole chapter, wings, wheels, flashing lights, and living creatures. It's something that's indescribable. And if you've ever studied the book of Ezekiel, you can speculate and debate as to what actually was there. But I think this is the conclusion, verse 28. If you're in verse 28, say amen. Amen. I said if you're in verse 28, say amen. Amen. Thank you. I can hear you now. As the appearance of the bowl that was in the cloud in the day of rain, so was the appearance of the brightness round about. This was the appearance or manifestation of the likeness of, please underline this next phrase, the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord. Say it with me. The glory of the Lord. Say it with me. The glory of the Lord. One more time. Have you ever seen the glory of the Lord? I'm convinced today your greatest need is to see the glory of the Lord. You know why? Because it will dissipate. It will remove all critical thinking, all negative comments. It will absolutely change our perspective of things. And I'm preaching myself it will absolutely remove cynicism and skepticism in our modern day how many of you know that it's easy to be negative these days come on talk to me i'm not the only one am i be easily get negative come on be honest we're in church you've been negative too hadn't you come on talk to me you've been negative you've been critical you've been judgmental you've been cynical about stuff going on we need to see the glory of the lord today oh god Manifest your glory, that will be changed. Ezekiel was changed. I'm convinced. We don't need to see a preacher. We don't need to sing a singer. We need to see Jesus. Let's look to Jesus today, Father. In the name of Jesus, we know that your heavens declare your glory, and the firmament showeth your handiwork. From day to day, you said you showeth knowledge. Night to night, you revealed your mighty hand of creation. And not only is creation declaring your glory, but the revelation of inspiration of the Word of God is declaring your glory. And then our, as your word, David said, the words of our mouth, the meditation of our heart, be acceptable in your sight, O God, my strength, my redeemer. we experience your glory today as we look not to each other, and not to the arm of flesh, oh God, but look to you, Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We thank you, Lord, for the problems, the pressures, the anxieties, the stresses, the depressions. Lord, the problems that we're facing, the challenges, and Lord, your blessings, we pray now, give us great grace to rise above in these few moments to see your glory and be changed from glory to glory because we've been in your presence, because we've, Lord, come with clean hands and pure heart. I pray for a fresh cleansing now and the blood as we've been singing about will wash all of us thoroughly, our mind, our will, our emotions, create within us a clean heart, O God. And we thank you now for the privilege of serving you, your goodness, for saving me and forgiving our sins. When all's said and done, We pray that souls will be saved, lives will be changed. Thank you for those that have gathered. We love you, praise you, give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. You may be seated. There is a, see if you agree with me, there is a fascination. There is an infatuation. There is a escalation of the subject of UFOs. I want to say it again. There is an infatuation with the extraordinary, with the supernatural. And I don't know what you think about it, but I know that man has always wanted to be religious. Therefore, we're going to look at that in a moment. UFOs, what about it? Number one, what does this mysterious phenomenon, UFOs, mean to you and to me? And what did actually Ezekiel see? UFOs. (laughs) And notice this is over Georgia. Now, I don't claim to understand all that's going on, but I know the Lord led me to deal with this subject because, again, it's a very... Uh, in the open now and there's a lot of discussion concerning the matter. I want us to have a biblical perspective of this particular subject. Now, as we look at this, here's the three questions I want to address. Number one, what are these UFOs? Number two, where are these UFO sightings heading? And then number three, how can we prepare for more UFO information? And We're going to look at this subject as we consider number one. What are these UFOs? Ezekiel saw the glory of the Lord and was changed. I mentioned to you earlier Ezekiel, because he saw the glory of the Lord, he did exactly what God told him to do. Can I ask you a question? Are you doing what God's told you to do? Are you? Are you serving the Lord? You say, but pastor, there's a lot of things going on. And pastor, uh, don't you know that it's summertime? And don't you know that, that I got a lot of family events and all that stuff? I understand. But, you know, we ought to continue. And I praise the Lord for those who are serving the Lord. But I'm convinced until you see the glory of God, our attitude will not be changed. And we can walk around negative if we want to. And we can be a pessimist if we want to. Or we can see the glory of God and make a difference. How many right now, time out, how many right now need to get to an old-fashioned altar? Because notice I say we, we have been negative. We have been a pessimist about the things of God. We have been critical toward the government and things going on. Rightfully so, some of that. But if we are not careful, we can get preoccupied with the things of the world and forget to see the glory of the Lord. When's the last time you saw the glory of the Lord? When's the last time you got on your knees before God and said, Lord, you are glo-? I ask you a question. When? Was it today? Was it last week? Has it been a month ago? Are you so, are we so busy? How many of y'all are busy? Raise your hand. I'm busy. Man, I tell you, there's so much going on, I can't keep up with it. But if we get so busy that we don't get broken before God, busyness without brokenness leads to barrenness. Hello? Busyness without brokenness leads to barrenness. But busyness with brokenness leads to blessedness. And I know you've got to keep up with a lot. I know you're running here and there. I know, understand all that. Time out. Take, and you've come today to take time to worship the Lord, and I appreciate that. But I'm going to say, how much time are you taking every day? How many need to uh, afresh and anew recommit our 24-hour day to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to start giving you a little bit more time every day. I want to start giving you a little bit more time every day. It will be the blessing. You'll be glad you did it. Trust me. Will you make that commitment today? Will you say, Jesus, I want to see your glory? Ezekiel was told after God called him, he had to first see the glory of God. If you read chapter 2, 3, 4, 5 in the continuation of the study of the book of Ezekiel, you'd find out God said, Ezekiel, they're not going to listen to you, but go and tell them anyway. I want to tell you something. This day and time, it's not easy to serve God. A lot of people are AWOL. A lot of Christians are AWOL, disconnected, unconcerned, apathetic. Really, I'm just telling you the truth. Many, you know. are are connected in some ways, but when it comes to really, really seeing the glory of God and being a spirit-filled husband, a spirit-filled wife, a spirit-filled dad, a spirit-filled mom, a spirit-filled servant of God, not to be uh, transformed or conformed to the world, but transformed by the ring of our mind, it's a battle. And to get everything done, we need to get done. It's a battle to keep the balance. And so I'm praying today God will use this word for our hearts to watch this. To reprioritize what's important in life you're gonna go through life I've seen it so many times at the funeral homes people make these statements you know I wish I would have had to do it over again I wouldn't have been so busy doing this and that and the other I would have spent more time doing this. I would have what if you knew you had six months to live what would you do different <laughs> hezekiah you're gonna die get your house in order Ezekiel saw the glory of God no wonder he was called a watchman on the wall and so What are these UFOs? Have you heard God's call? How many of you, be honest now, how many of you, and I'm preaching myself, how many of you today have answered, not only today, but in the past, you've answered the call of God on your life? Let me see your hand. Good. I hope you have, and I hope you'll continue to. It was 1983 that God called me. I'm not worthy. I don't deserve it. No. But God is calling you. And he's calling you, and he's calling you, and he's calling me, just like he did Ezekiel. There are purposes. You need to ask yourself this question. Why am I here? Why am I here? Where did I come from? What is God's purpose for me being here? And what does all this mean? See, we get lost in the maze of activity, right? Don't we? And some of us today have gotten off track. But God's going to bring us back on track today, and we're going to refocus what's important in our life, a relationship with Jesus Christ, loving him, and then being used of God, like C.J. sang a moment ago, the potter and the clay. So, Ezekiel obeyed the Lord. I have not always done everything I ought to do, but I know this, Jesus has been the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life. And I want to tell you something, if you want to follow the Lord, he made it clear. I was talking with somebody earlier this week, the reason a lot of people don't follow Jesus, maybe some sitting here, you ready? There's a cost. I said there's a cost. It's going to cost you something oh not to be saved by grace alone through faith alone in christ alone god committed this love towards us and while we're yet sinners christ died for us yes we're redeemed by his blood justify his blood but if we are going to follow the lord and if we're going to be disciples of the lord jesus christ how many know it's going to cost you something it's going to cost you friendships it's going to cost you relationships it's going to cost you time it's going to cost you finances. It's going to cost your way, my way. It's going to cost you something to follow the Lord. Somebody say amen. Are you willing to pay that price? Jesus said, what builder, if he doesn't sit down and build a building, does not consider the cost of following Jesus? And then Jenny said, what king, if he doesn't go out to battle, does not count as men before he, this is Luke chapter 6, 8, 14. He said, likewise. You do not count the cost. Take up a cross. You cannot be my disciple. Oh, my. Death to self. Death to our time. Death to our friends. Death to what we want. How many today are living your life, doing your own thing? Hey, look. UFOs. (laughs) Unusual features. Formations. Overhead. Ezekiel obey the Lord. Will you answer God's call today? Will you do what God called you to do today? I believe there's some of us that really need to rededicate our life to the Lord. Can I ask you a question? How many of you have been baptized? Let me see your hand. How many of you have not been baptized? You've not been saved. Maybe you've been saved but you haven't been baptized. How can you expect God's blessing in your life? You're not willing to follow through on basic things. Following through on just easy, you know, Public profession of faith. Can you expect God to really bless you to use you if you don't obey the, we can't really expect that. Hey, look, what are these UFOs? And what does this mean to us? I got a dear friend of mine that tells me there's aliens in outer space. And I've talked with him and dealt with him and, and I said, oh, really? Do you really think there's aliens in outer space? Do you think that God made aliens out in outer space? Do you really think that? I'll tell you what I think. I think there's demons in outer space. That's what I think. And I base that on Ephesians 2.2, 2, the prince of the power of the air. I base that on 2 Corinthians chapter number 11. Satan is able to transform himself in an angel of light. Have you heard God's calling? Now, I'm not debating because I don't know all there is to know. But I know this. God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Let's say that together. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. One more time. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And I want to tell you something as I get a little ahead of myself here. Man's always wanted to be religious. Make no mistake about it. The Old Testament, there are those who, according to the prophets of old, worshipped stars, worshipped uh, totem poles, worshipped and engaged in the occult. Can I tell you today, there's a lot of people doing the same. And listen to me, there's a fascination. There's an infatuation. There's a sensation. There's an escalation. And there's a deception when it comes to this subject. UFOs, demonic activity, things going on in our world. And so I felt led of the Lord to first deal with this subject. What are these UFOs? I want to tell you. Number two, where are these UFO sightings heading? Now, y'all hold your seatbelt for a moment. Don't fall out of your seat, okay? Do you know there's prominent figures in our nation who are verifying and are promoting this UFO, as I mentioned to you, the uh, United States Intelligence. You might want to get the tape and listen to the previous comments again. But uh, not only of this sighting in July the 15th, 2019, the Navy officers off the coast of San Diego, California, 14 so-called UFOs, but there are other newspapers, Washington Post and others. You can read about all the uh, manifestations. And again, uh, June the 25th, a few weeks from today, this will be brought before Congress, the United States intelligence. What's going on? What's this all about? Number two, where are these UFO sightings heading? Hold on to your seatbelt. Cause I'm fixing to show you a picture. I told you to hang on your seatbelt, didn't I? Didn't I tell you to hang on your seatbelt? Can I tell you about this? Our former president, President Barack Obama on June the 1st. Today is June the 6th. D day, God bless. I didn't mean to exclude those military people. Thank you. I remember. Don't forget. Hey, look. But June the 1st, just the other day, this was in the paper. Independent news. Obama predicts, quote, new religions could arise if proof of aliens discovered. Can I tell you where this is going? I'll tell you where this is going. Number one, if you're taking notes, you'll note a new religion. Number two, a near rapture. Number one, a new religion. You know what? I'll tell you. John saw the glory of the Lord in Revelation chapter 1. Jesus Christ is not hanging on a cross anymore. John sees him not enwrapped in gray clothes in a tomb. John saw him as the glorified Christ with the keys to death and hell. John saw him exiled on the Isle of Patmos. His hair is white as wool. His eyes are a flame of fire. Out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, the sound of many waters. Consequently, John fell as a dead man. John saw the glory of the Lord. Have you seen the glory of the Lord? Oh, no, I'm looking at everybody in the church, and I'm nitpicking and fault-finding. Uh-oh, no wonder you're negative. No wonder you're cynic. No wonder you're defeated. No wonder you're walking around with uh, uh, feeling guilty. Hey, you don't have to continue to do that. We need to look to Jesus today and stop nitpicking and fault-finding each other. Now, I know y'all look at me and say, Pastor, I don't do that. I wasn't born yesterday. (laughs) You can take it. If you don't say it, you think it. Anyway, whatever. Hey, we'll see the glory of the Lord. Moses saw the glory of the Lord. You know what Paul said? 2 Corinthians 3.18. But we all with open face beholding as the glory of the Lord from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. We all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed, changed from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. We're changed. When you see Jesus not hanging on a cross, not on a tomb, risen, coming again. We see Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith. We see Jesus, the one that holds the keys to death and hell. We see Jesus and His Word going forth. We see Him in the clouds of heaven. A new religion is what is projected. John further says there's coming an apostate church, a new religion. It's not coming, it's already here. And I want to tell you, according to Revelation chapter 17, mystery Babylon, this one world religion is coming, is being established right now. All of this will do is add to the worship of, of the creature more than the creator who's blessed forever, Paul wrote in Romans 1. Can I tell you this way? Man's always wanted to be religious. And you know what I think this leads to? See, if you agree, man wants to escape, to run away from his accountability to almighty God. And you can't do it. A new religion. You can worship whatever you want to, but it will not negate the fact that every one of us will stand before Jesus Christ. This is what this is all about New Age, evolution, the new revelation, the UFOs, the aliens, and all this other stuff is a distraction from the main attraction. Can you hear me? And I'm just saying, I'm just saying, John said this, there's coming a day, see if you agree, John said there's coming a day when the government, this political ruler, Revelation 13, otherwise known as the Antichrist, described in Daniel chapter 7, the little horn coming out of the ten horns, The one who'll speak great swelling words. According to Daniel chapter 7, he'll wear out the saints. Brother Jeff, let me just pause right there. I don't know about y'all, but see if you agree with me. Today, coming to the house of God and having some enthusiasm about singing and praising the Lord was refreshing to me. The Lord deserves the best. I appreciate your enthusiasm. Really, don't you? It's contagious. You say, but I don't feel like praising. That's all right. The atmosphere of the praise of God will bless you when you leave. Tonight, when you're staying before the Lord. That's what we're talking about, the glory of the Lord. It's not all about entertainment. It's about getting the presence of God, the glory of the Lord, and being changed, transformed. This political ruler, according to Revelation chapter 13, is going to have a global vision and going to be worshiped. Wear out the saints, speak great sledding, sledding words, use this false prophet. And I'm not talking about him, I'm talking about the, some maybe disagree. Anyway, in Revelation 13, there's a false prophet, a religious ruler, who's going to join hands with the political ruler. Y'all do understand that, right? And all this is leading up to. This religious ruler being able to call down fire from heaven. Where are we going with this UFO stuff? Where are we going with all of this supernatural fascination, escalation, sensational deception? That's where it's going, brother. I said, This is where it's going, sister. I said, This is what God uh, put on my heart to tell you today. That look. It's leading up to Revelation 17, the mystery Babylon, this false church. It's going to ride on the back of this political ruler, the beast, described. And the political ruler, this Antichrist, will use this religious false prophet only for a short time and then devour. All this is mentioned in the book of Revelation. Where's this going? Where are we at now? How how does all this fit together? What does this mean? It means this new religion is nothing new under the sun. Again, so what is, what, what, where are you at right now? What is your thoughts? Where, where, where are you at? I want to tell you this. Number one, what are these UFOs? Ezekiel saw the glory of God. Can I pause right there and tell you if we had time, we would read Ezekiel chapter 8, 9, and 10, 11. I wish I didn't have to tell you this. The cream of the crop, the spiritual elite of Israel you know what they're doing in Ezekiel 8 9? They're peeping through a hole in the wall. They're peeping through a hole in the wall. A dark room. Ma- Listen to me. Some of us in the house of God today, you've been peeping in a dark room. You're in a dark place in your life. You've been dabbling in the cult. You've been titter-tottering among False religions and embracing demonic activity. You know where it's at. God's kept telling you, God's saying, stop, turn it off, turn from it. If you don't, the enemy is going to take you down. Wide and broad gate. He's a liar. He's the father of lies. But make no mistake about it. Jesus said in Matthew 24:36. But that day and hour knoweth no man, not the angels of heaven, but the Father only. As in the days of Noah, as in the days of Noah, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage, and the flood came and took them all away. So shall the coming of the Son of Man be in the second coming, not in the rapture. This is a distraction. This is a variation to serve God. A lot of this stuff we're talking about. A new religion, number two, a near rapture. How many believe the rapture is closer than it's ever been? Notice I didn't say a date. I said it's closer than it's ever been. You know what I got thinking about? See if you agree with me. I think the enemy's setting the trap. All of this escalation, infatuation, and sensation, deception, is leading up to a point. You know what's going to happen? When Christ comes again, the Lord will descend from heaven with a shout, the voice, the archangel, and the trump of God, and then the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we'll be caught up together, where? In the clouds. In the clouds. Huh? Really? In the clouds? Yeah. We'll be caught up together with them, where? We'll be caught up together with them in the clouds. Really? Yeah. Yeah. To meet the Lord in the air. Opentesis is the word, meet. Not to come back to earth, to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Comfort one of these words. What's this mean? I believe it's set the stage when Jesus Christ steps out of the clouds of glory and the church is snatched away. What's going to be said when we're gone? It was a UFO. A UFO came. That's where everybody's at. They're in a the UFO. Hello, are you with me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. An unusual figure overhead. Ezekiel saw this unusual figure overhead. Is God able to manifest that? I won't get into all the speculation about the other countries and their you know technologies and and science and the weather and all that. All I'm going to say is this: is setting the stage what's coming I believe with all my heart so how can we prepare for the UFO how can we prepare for this more information I believe beloved here's how we can prepare number one ask the question why am I here why did God make me is it to make a million dollars nothing wrong with that if you serve the Lord and are good stewards of it but is that all it's all about is it the rat race of trying to get ahead is it the is the reason we're here to, to do our own thing to live our own life but but what about giving the Lord some of our time besides just Sunday morning I'm grateful to God but but what about during the week what what about God's plan to go talk with your neighbor what about God's plan to reach out to a lost world what about the what is, what's God got me planned for my family how to pour into them what about my children I going to teach them a biblical worldview, the church is open on Sunday night and Wednesday, and, and, and they're making opportunities of Sunday school and church to services, and, and, and so there's no excuse for our children not getting a good biblical worldview. I'm afraid to say with all this stuff coming down the pike and our education systems, our children and grandchildren are in great need to get a biblical worldview. That's what we're here for as a church. And Look, folks, we can't make you come. It's your choice, but if you really want to serve the Lord and be used of God, and like I said about even Katie, testimony, she had no idea all the stuff we've been talking about Sunday night. People say it don't make sense. People say it's it's, it's over my head, uh, you know, covenant theology, replacement theology, the church and, and, and Israel, and all this stuff is all disconnected. I'm not interested in going. I got something else I want to do. That's your choice. I'm going to tell you, though, God will use us when we obey him, when we sit under the word of God. And if ever there was a time, like in the book of Amos, there's a famine for the hearing of the word of God. So I'm just encouraging you. I'm not trying to do anything else. My heart bleeds for you. I'm your pastor. You understand that. And my responsibility is to equip the saints. And my responsibility is to see you grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus. And so I'm going to say things to you because I love you. Can I get a witness? I love you, and I'm going to say things to you because your mom and daddy, if they didn't love you, they sure wouldn't say things to you. And so I'm just saying, I know we don't see it. I didn't see it. I still don't see the whole picture. And once in a while, I need somebody standing on the outside saying, hey, where are your priorities at? Hey, what are you doing? Hey, can you talk intelligently, spiritually, economically, politically, militarily about a biblical worldview? You need to be able to. Why? It'll open doors. Ezekiel saw the glory of the Lord and he was willing to go through the training, 27 years as a priest. He didn't set out short. He wasn't just satisfied with a little bit, a little dab will do you. He was willing to commit his life to the Lord. And, and, and you may not be called to be a prophet or priest, but I'll tell you, you've been called to be a man of God. And a woman of God. And if ever this world needs to hear the truth, the truth We've got the truth, and we need to tell the world the truth of the Word of God. That's going to change lives. Some of you are going through some struggles right now. Some of you having some family issues right now. God will give you wisdom if you'll submit to him. God will, God will begin to break through in your family if you put him first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things should be added unto you. Matthew 6.33, in reference to the disciples, Worries, cares, food, raiment. That's what we're all focused on. Well, so, I got news for you. This is going to continue, and it's going to increase. Jesus said through Paul, the Antichrist, the mystery of iniquity hath already worked, only now he who let will let until he be taken out of the way. Then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming even him whose comings after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Do you hear me? All power and signs and lying wonders. All power and signs and lying wonders. He's talking about the Antichrist. He's talking about what John said, there are many Antichrists now. And that's why I urge you as your friend, as your pastor, give Jesus your best. Study the word of God. And be ready to answer, a man. Witness, tell others. There's a heaven to gain, a hell to shun. And this is where all this stuff's going. So, I wonder today, if you'd stand to your feet and say, Lord, I need to rededicate my life to the Lord. I want to not just be satisfied with the ABCs of the Bible. I want to dig deeper. I want to go further. I want to be able to intelligently. I'll be honest with you. I mentioned it last Sunday morning, I believe, Brother Jeff. C.J., I want to share with you this, okay? Young people, we're told 89% of young people, God forbid it's not going to happen to you, C.J., 89% of our children and grandchildren, once they get 18, 19, 20, they leave church, and they don't hardly darken the doors again. How many of you witness with me say, yes, sir, Brother Pastor, I agree. I'm not saying that to make us feel bad. I'm saying that to make us draw near to God and say, oh, God, we want to see your glory. This nation's in dire straits. What about it today? Where are you at right now? Forget the subject at hand. The Lord's saying, he's worth going the extra mile. He's worth spending a little bit more time equipping, training, Preparing for the battle. A soldier won't go out to fight a war until he's trained. As a man of God, a woman of God, a daddy, a mama, a Christian husband, wife, we need our armor to be trained, to be equipped. Because there's a lot of doubters and skeptics. You say, oh, let them go to hell. Ezekiel didn't say that. God's telling us not to say that either. Be a witness, be a witness. Not a bad witness, a good witness. Don't get tangled up in a lot of distractions, gossip, getting so involved with social media, we don't stay focused on the Word of God, the things of God. Oh, yes, Lord, Father, thank you now for what's going on in our world. We know you're on your throne, but I confess, Father, I want to see your glory. Oh, Jesus. I know you've changed my life. You saved me. I'm not worthy. You've called us. you called other men and women, boys and girls, to make a difference while we have a moment until time runs out. I want to rededicate my life. And I pray that for every blood-washed child of God today, seeing the direction of our nation, seeing the, all this stuff, the infatuation, I pray you'll give us grace as watchmen on the walls like you did Ezekiel. As I say, said the Lord, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but they turn from the ways. Turn you, turn you. O house of Israel, I sought for a watchman, a man to stand in the gap, make up the hedge. I pray you'll call out daddies today, mamas today, Christian men and Christian ladies today. And thank you for doing it. forgive us, deliver us from negativism, criticism, coming to church, just having a form of godliness, giving you lip service. Change us, dear Lord Jesus. Change us. Help us not look at everybody else, but look to you and see our great need in your presence. We Confess our sins, every one of them, omission, commission. Oh God, thank you, Jesus. Whatever time we have left, we commit it to you. Bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.